you know, there's no happy ending. It's like there's no happy endings ever in any films. The you Princess know, Bride, the Princess Bride, <laughs> he just dies just dies violently and then Buttercup withers away with cancer. That's oh, how we end Jesus. that one. And then and then and then as Peter Falk is reading into it, he has a heart attack and dies on the floor and Fred Savage cries. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that got really dark. Well, I'm just saying, if we're gonna if we're going with all our favorite movies now, post apocalyptic, post pandemic, and everybody dies, get the good yeah. movies, man. Yeah. The Grinch uh, steals Christmas and it stays stolen. And it stays stolen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. My penis has never been cleaner. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Put some hand sanitizer on there and jump your pud. And then, uh, and then at least your dick doesn't have coronavirus on it. You know? I mean, at least... It's the first time my that. dick has not been infected in a very That's long right. time. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, before we, st- we, all right, before we start recording, we're talking about writing and uh, having a hard time finding things to write. And you mentioned sort of the concept of post-apocalyptic fiction. Yeah. And what's been on my mind, and I sent you this, is let's just assume for a moment, for the, for the sake of the podcast, let's assume this all goes to shit. Because I know, I know... You know, it's like there's varying degrees of, okay, let's, you know, it's like the Donald Trump, we're going to start, we're going to restart the economy (laughs) by, by Easter. A resurrection. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, right now at the, the, uh, in Vegas, you know, sort of the idea is that we're going to reopen Vegas sometime mid-April. Jesus. Which, which I, it's just, I just don't see it. I want to be optimistic. And so I, you know, we're going I'm going to the to the casino, and we're cleaning things. And I mean, yeah. I got to tell you, the Wild Wild West—it's the fucking cleanest that turd's ever been. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, it's you know, as, everything it's smells as clean as my penis. And, yeah, yeah, it is as clean as your penis. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I mean, it is the Wild Wild West. Let's be eh. honest. But it also but is my any, penis. <laughs> it's as clean as your penis if your penis had fucked lots of truck driver whores. Don. Yeah. All right, there you go. I am talking to David Himmel. It's true. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah, so we're doing all that, but it's that optimism. And I'm just not that optimistic. I mean, as of this recording, uh worldwide there's over six hundred thousand people that have contracted the virus yeah. and it's double it's like doubling almost every two days. Mm-hmm. So it's get you know, it's 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 starting to live up to the pandemic label. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it lived up to the pandemic label when they gave it the pandemic label. Well, not really, because it, it, that's the thing. It's, it's pandemic. a global I mean, thing. I mean, that's... Well, what, I know. I understand. It's sort of like, I understand that the pandemic means global, but pandemic also has sort of like the, the Fox News, bum, ba da bum, chum, 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 pandemic. Yeah. It's got that, it's got that big thing. Now it feels like what the word feels like. It feels like, holy fuck, pandemic. It feels like that rather than, oh, we're having a pandemic. 
Yeah. So you're saying like like cable news versus PBS. That's exactly okay, right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, uh, yeah, yes. So uh, what I was thinking about is, uh, and I, and obviously, I've been enjoying Walking Dead this past season more than you have. Uh, <laughs> we've had that. We've you've yeah. not really been, and and they in fact have to. Uh, they've suspended the the final episode or the final couple of episodes because of the coronavirus because they can't really they can't really film it. I thought they and so they don't film that far ahead. Apparently not. They, they, they just, or maybe it's post production. They just don't want to get into the post production mm. room because they don't want they, they can't they can't edit the thing yeah. six feet apart. Sure. I don't know. Sure. But uh, so anyway, one of the things I was thinking about is like, all right, let's assume it just goes to shit. It's it's all the optimism that we're going to open sometime this year is all bullshit, and all of a sudden. It has. It's gone all the way Walking Dead. So, like, this, without, there's one guy left in the CDC, and he ends up blowing it up. Yeah, yeah, whatever so it that's is. that's where yeah. we are. So, okay. All right. So, in the world of Walking Dead, and I'm talking all 10 seasons. Yeah. My question is, which <clears throat> of the many Walking Dead characters do you think you, David Himmel, will be most like or will become in our post-apocalyptic, post-pandemic uh, dystopian world. Yeah, who I, are you going to be? I love this question, and it was really, really hard. And the reason that it was so hard is because I hate every single Walking Dead character oh, wow. even more than I've ever hated myself. Wow! Like okay. I can't because I thought about the ones that I like. Like I like Michonne. I like Michonne. Yeah, I like. I, I love Michonne. There's no way I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to be Michonne. Yeah, you're not I'm Michonne. Not. Well, it's, the difference is that's what because I was thinking about this. the difference is who do I want to be versus who I right. probably will be. Yeah, because I because who doesn't want to be Daryl? Right. I mean, Michonne, everybody wants to be Darryl. fucking Daryl. I wouldn't mind being Rick Grimes, except I can't say Coral. You know, I mean, that's. Uh, you know, because yeah. I like the idea of sort of being the hopeful leader and banding people together. Um, I'd love to be that guy. I don't think I am that guy or I would be that guy. I don't know. You're also so not like, sweaty enough. Let's be realistic about who we might be. So who do you have a list of them or do you just have one? I, I only have one. I only settled on oh, one. So I, have, and, I have a short list. So And that character does not exist. No, no, it's got to be a character that exists. It's got to be a character that exists, man. Don't fucking cheat. Don't fucking well, cheat. I'm not Go cheating. with the I don't question. Think... Well, all right, help me figure it out then. So here's All right, I'll tell you I'll tell you who my three okay. are. Yeah. And then well, maybe that'll help you. Okay. All right. So, on one level, I might be Shane. Mm. On one level, I might be the guy who doesn't, you know, is ineffected but is there um, and then all of a sudden sort of like, is sort of like, I'm, I'm helping out. I'm kind of in charge. I'm kind of the alpha male kind of thing. Yeah. And then another alpha male comes, who's my buddy. And I, I can't, ha I personally can't handle giving up the reins. I don't know if I'd be fucking his wife or anything like that, but yeah, it's like, yeah. so, cause, yeah. cause I actually really like the character of Shane. He does a lot of stupid shit, mm -hmm. but he has every reason to be as upset as he does in that sort of setting if you take your eyes off the ball of the fucking zombies. Yeah. So that's so Shane maybe. You okay. know, that's a possibility. Yep. Morgan Jones. 
I thought about Morgan that I could be Morgan. See, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, like Morgan Jones. Like I just kind of want to be apart from everybody yeah. and just kind of do my thing, you know, and discover where I'm going and look for my family and you know that kind of thing. So I like Morgan Jones, who I think I probably would be, mm-hmm. is Ezekiel. I would probably be the, I'm going to be the king. Probably not sort of the Renaissance thing, because I hate that shit so much. Yeah. But sort of like playing this out outsized character in a way to inspire people would probably end up, although I wouldn't do the dreadlocks. But I mean, it probably, yeah. that's it's like, okay, I could go either direction because those are my personality traits. Like, I would love to be Rick. I thought about it. Would I be Negan? You know, I can see a part of me that might want to be Negan or might even gravitate toward that, but I'm yeah. so not, I'm not authoritarian. Well, you were a school teacher, like Negan I, well, that's was. The thing is I, know, I yeah. was a school teacher and I thought about the governor, but the thing about it yeah, is- Yeah, you're I not the governor. You're not weird I enough. Don't, yeah, I don't think I would get to the point where I would be so brutal. Yeah. That's just not, maybe I would. I don't know. That's what somebody told me the other day. It was like, oh, one of my security officers, you need to buy a gun. Yeah, and I said I'm not going to buy a gun, and he says, "What are you not a gun guy?" So it's not has nothing to do with me not being a gun guy. It's that I know who I am as a human being. Yeah, and the reason I shouldn't have a gun is that I would use it, and I don't want to be the guy that uses a gun. Yeah. So you know, but anyway, so with that in mind, who yeah. are you? Who, so who I, do you think you'd be? I considered so like yeah, running through the ones that I like. I like Ezekiel. I like Jerry. Um, mm-hmm. I think I could be Jerry. Um, cause Jerry see like the personality of it. He's just like, he is a leader. He is, but he's, he's not like a character leader like Ezekiel yeah. or, yeah. or even G- G- Rick to some degree or Negan yeah, yeah. or, um, I think that I could, but I, I like Morgan because of the, the solitude and figuring yeah. this shit out. Um, like being really thoughtful on your own. He might be my favorite character in the whole damn series. He was, and then he he got kind of annoying for a minute, and then he came back and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so to to the to the loneliness side of it, like the lone wolf part of it, um, yeah. There's Carol, but Carol has done some really awful and annoying shit. So I don't know that I would I could do what Carol had done. Um, well, it's, it's, a it's lot the of thing the way. is, but but her at at the heart of Carol, Carol is someone who was a follower. Yeah. I mean, she had an abusive husband that beat the shit out of her all the time. A follower that then was released from that, lost her child, mm-hmm. and just tried to just tried to day to day and slowly became sort of a badass. Yeah, yeah. And then found family, and then had it all taken away from her again. Yeah. So of course she's going to do fucking weird, angry bullshit. Yeah. Um, I thought you know? maybe even I could be Maggie. You know, Maggie was... I like Maggie. Maggie was good. And then, event, you know, Maggie became this trusted advisor, this, you know, one of Rick's lieutenants, um, and then leader yeah, of Hilltop. Yeah, so to speak. And then, I mean, we know why she fucked off in the show, because of, yeah. of contract stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but... the story is that she, you know, she lost Glenn, she lost Rick, she lost everything. She's like, fuck it, I'm out. And she took her kid, and she left. And I could yeah. see myself doing, you know, fleeing. That's... Yeah, I could see myself doing that, um, but I couldn't land in anything because there's no character in The Walking Dead that would try really, really hard to create a newspaper, and that's what Who's I was doing in the apocalypse. All right. What's the name of the character that's the musician? Oh, the fucking dork with the 
with the blazer on all the time? That's you. That is me. <laughs> That's you. That's you. Oh, you're you're the one running around <laughs> finding old newsprint and saying, "See, look, this was the New York Times. Oh, God, oh, look, this was the Washington Post. I can do a newspaper right. if you just let me do a newspaper." Uh, yeah, you know, right. That's you. That's, that's you see, know. and I totally forgot about that guy because he's completely fucking forgettable. Uh, see, I, the thing is, I don't think he's forgettable. I can't remember his name, so that doesn't. Oh. But he's relatively what he's just been in the last two seasons. Yeah, but and he I, serves, he's, I like he's of that him. group that serves no real purpose. They're just kind of like these momentary MacGuffins, like in a scene, and then we forget about them for another three episodes, and then they're you know yeah. Because I well, I was thinking, uh, what's the name of the uh, the the, the <laughs> sergeant that comes with uh, with uh, Rosita? Oh, fuck. Rosita and yeah, the, um, what's what's Abraham. the sergeant's name? Abraham. Abraham. I, I thought I was looking at it and was like, maybe I'd be Abraham because he's sort of in charge of a smaller group. Yeah. And then realizes, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not as inspiring as sort of Rick or 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 as cool as Daryl. Yeah. But I'm still like helpful. And then, you know, he gets his fucking skull bashed in because He's defiant, you know. It's like yep. okay, that, that I could I could probably see myself that, but I'm not really that military. And he was a little, yeah, he was a little focused. I mean, I like what I liked about Abraham is that he was really focused on I'm getting to Washington D.C. because I found a guy that I think can solve this problem. Yeah, and that strikes me as being a very Don Hall sort of I can see it, and you're all wrong, and follow me. Yeah, no, yeah. Why is anybody following me? You know, except for these couple of dorks. You know, it's like whatever. Um. So who else? Who else? You don't think any other character would be? God, that's just so funny though that the dork with the with the blazer because of course I'd be wearing how did I not think about this guy the blazer yeah. trying to start a fucking newspaper yeah oh. running around finding finding vintage newspapers and saying don't you understand how important this is like he does with the instruments and I wonder if um, I th- I don't know I'm maybe Carl even like I could be like just like sit back and or and and absorb all the shit before and then slowly naturally becoming this really capable person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd yeah, like to think. Taking some time. Yeah, like to... Because I feel like, you know, a lot of people like... Um, what's her face? Um, Andrea. You yeah. know, she went out and she's like, I could do anything! Ah! And it was stupid. And yeah. she was the fucking worst. And I remember when she finally got... When she finally died, I literally yeah. leapt up off the couch and cheered in my apartment yeah. by myself. Because um, I hated her so much, but you know, Carl, he just kind of sat there and like and like a child does, took it all yeah, in, and watched. and watched and learned, and then became completely capable and a leader in his own right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, I just I, I just think that's I think it's fascinating. It's like who would we actually become? Because the thing is, the idea that anybody is not capable of. That's what, if there's anything I like about the message of The Walking Dead is, number one, it's not the monsters that are the monsters, it's the people. Right. That's always been the case. Right. Um, And what I really also like about it is that really horrifying times requires us to make decisions that we might otherwise, in in other more peaceful times or non-post-pandemic times, would choices that we would not make it forces us to make choices that we would not even even think about even consider but when you are in that position when things are that dire yeah you start making decisions 
that uh, and part of it is out of survival. Um, and the question is how how far it's one of the things that I was always fascinated by all the characters really is uh, but more more specifically uh, like Daryl and uh, Michonne and Rick and quite frankly Negan because that's because if you really look at Negan I I really like the character because they introduce him as the worst He's like the fucking best villain ever created for a TV show. I just think he's the best goddamn villain. Yeah, he gets and, a little annoying because he gets a little character scenery chewing. Oh, I love the scenery chewing. That's uh, what I love about it because that's why, because he can scenery chew, that's why people followed him. But what I love is that's not how he started. Right. He didn't start as, I'm going to be this warlord. It's like, I see people that need my skills at being able to sort of like see the bigger picture and, and sort of organize them and then realized in order to keep people from going completely off the reservation and having everybody die from zombies, he had to be more authoritarian. And then at a certain point, he just became, he just sort of the ego sort of enjoyed how big a deal he was. Yeah. And then everybody had to say, I am Negan. And I, you know, I, I love that sort of progression because I think that's, not that unusual, you know, in, in, in people. That tendency is probably right there with most people. Yeah, I think you might be Negan. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, because there there's a cult of personality around Negan. And yeah. I think in your, in the, at the peak of your NPR uh, moth days, there was a cult of personality around Don Hall. I'll buy that, yeah. And I think you could have easily gotten people to do horrible things in the name oh, of God. I am Don Hall. Oh, Jesus I Christ. Think, I think yeah. so. Ugh. Hell, I might have yeah, been I one of know. them. Oh, jeez. I mean, yeah. shit, you want me to go bash somebody's head in now? You say the word, man. I'll do it. You want me to kill you know, my I'm, kid? I'm, I'll kill my kid. No, do not kill your I will, kid. I will Abraham Isaac the fuck out of see, this. The prob- see, the problem is if you kill your kid, then I don't <laughs> Then I don't get to eat any of them because you're in Chicago. And yeah, if you're going to kill yeah. Harry, I, I, you know, I would like to have at least a slice yeah. on some bread, like Bologna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Bologna. Yeah. Harry Bologna. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Tasty, so then the second, adorable little Bologna. He's a little cutie. Um, so my second question that I did in, in preparation for this, because oh, you know, if we're gonna, sorry, the guy's oh, yeah. name is Luke. Oh, I would be Luke. Luke. Okay. I, you know, I like Luke. Yeah. I, I mean, you might be Jesus. I could be Jesus. I would. I would I learn liked, karate kung fu or whatever the fuck. That I mean, is I like. And, I like Jesus. He was a good character. It yeah. made me sad that he got killed by the skins, but I, I really liked him because he was sort of like, I'm not going to commit one way or another. And when it was time for him to be in charge, it was like, I, I don't want, I don't want to be in charge. Yeah. Maggie's in charge. I'm just here. Yeah. You know? And, but he was still super cool and was the guy that you could count on. But, uh, it was just not, I don't want the spotlight kind of guy. Yeah. God, no, you're right. I'm totally Luke. Yeah, look at this cool paper. Yeah, you're Luke. Because I, I do that yeah. in my own... I do that now. I know you do. Yeah, oh, yeah, you would totally be fuck. Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be a better fighter, though. No, he's got to be quite a good fighter. Yeah, but I'd be better. Okay, fair enough. You're not so portly. Right. I'm more yeah, svelte, so you, and I'm quicker. You're, you're, quick, you're quicker. You're more wiry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then the second question is which 
<laughs> of all the post-apocalyptic films, yeah. what movie do you think will, not does, but will most closely resemble our, I, I said demise in the question that I asked, mm-hmm. but our, our, you know, it's like, all right, if we're post-apocalyptic, if the pandemic has happened and it's gone to shit, it's gone to the worst it can go, right? Millions and millions of people die. Um, the economy is shit, tanked, governments fall, everything else. What movie do you think most closely will, will resemble our demise or our, the big changeover? Um, well, it's not a, it's not a disaster or an apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic movie. Um, it's not even a movie, really. It's a docu. I would say Tiger King. I think we would all be, we would all succumb. We'd all become the Tiger King? We would all become like these, the worst people in line at Walmart. Yeah. that would be the Tiger King. The worst people in line in Walmart. That's it. I think that's what we would succumb that, to. That really is Tiger King. It's yeah. the worst people in line at Walmart. It's, so I, I, I picked three. Again, three. Yeah. You just I, were lazy this week. No, man. I wasn't. It was hard. It was hard to think. I mean, my my instinct, my gut on that on that question was obviously cocktail. I mean, I think the cocktail best represents. The post-apocalyptic world that we live sure, in. Sure, where our fucking all, Tom our, our best bars are in shopping malls. Fuck, come on, tell me that's not right, a horrible it, end to our to humanity. That is a pretty horrible. Yeah. End. So I I think we are approaching <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane. Okay. Yeah. You know where everybody's hunkered down in their own little uh, bunkers, and the people that are left surviving are hunkered down and in self isolation, have lost their fucking minds. Yeah. That, that that's a possibility. Um, I think we might be headed to Soylent Green. Hmm. Yeah. You know where where? Uh, God, I need to watch. I haven't seen that. In... Yeah. Basic. Basically, mm. all our food supply is fucked up, and so we're really eating reconstituted uh, power bars made of people. Yeah. You know. Um, but I actually think if we're really going to go, I think it's Snowpiercer. See, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you got to see know. Snowpiercer. I know. Yeah, because, you know, it's basically we're fucked and we're all in this one thing together. And the class warfare that we all know exists hadn't changed a fucking bit. Yeah. And the guy that created the technology has got the poor people and the workers all in the back of the goddamn train. And as you go closer to the front of the train, people get more and more. I mean, it's a it's a I think it's a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe by the same guy that did Parasite. Yeah, yep. Um, and it's just, I think it's one of the best movies, science fiction movies I can, I can imagine. I just think it's a fantastic movie. But I actually think if we're going to, if we see that, I don't see our natural tendency to treat, you know, the masses. I, it's, I think capitalism is more a natural <laughs> system um, because we are naturally competitive you know, and we are naturally resource hoarders. Yeah. And, you know, anybody, anybody that tells me that, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that people in the, in the lower economic classes are, uh, are not capitalistic, ignored the fact that the people that hoarded goddamn toilet paper yeah. were not really wealthy people. Right. So I don't, you know, it's like. What about uh, X-Men Days of Future Past? Where we've got like these walk me through it. The, yeah. So the Sentinels are hunting 
all the remaining mutants, you know, and that could be it that, you know, Trump gets reelected and okay. he's got his his version of SS troops. He's going to get reelected. You know that. Oh, I, yeah. OK. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Come on. Like, that's even. A, yeah. <laughs> even through oh, all yeah. this, which it's more infuriating than him getting elected the first time. But yeah, because he's the shown that he's going to get reelected is, without we're, question. We're gonna, but yeah, just uh, the level of incompetency is almost. I'd say it was comical if it wasn't so horrifying. If it wasn't, like, it's been comical up till now. Like, it's been infuriating and comical up till now. But now it's like, okay, he's actually fucking us over. Like, he's oh, hurting like people. In ways, like, in ways that, that, I mean, his incompetence and his 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 narcissism and his vanity yeah. is... is it's, I've just never seen anything like it in my whole life. No. I mean, we've got a pandemic happening, and he... He tweets out the fake news. Right. And he's attacking the fucking news. They're like, you, f- what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. You, we knew what his problem was. He's a fucking narcissist in a vain, vainglorious dickweed. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, so it, he, it is kind of extraordinary to watch this happen and to actually sort of envision the idea that, yeah, he's probably going to get elected again. Because there's still people who are like, yeah, but he, lip, libtards. Uh, Okay. Well, see, now uh, it's not even libtards, and he's very smart when it comes. It's that we hate the Chinese. I mean, there's well, I mean, yeah. lawsuits, lawsuits against the Chinese government, and it's it's fucking nuts. You know, that's that's something. There's like, there's the xenophobia or the racism that's picked up around you know Chinese people because of this, and which is not okay. Like, it's not Chinese restaurants. It's not Chinese people. No. Don't spit on them. You know, obviously, I say that you know for yeah, you and me. Yeah. But there was something I th- I think that like the the House was asking demanding that China admit publicly admit that they it, fucked it, it up they fucked it up yeah. and then there's people I see on Facebook are like that's racism no that's not racism the Chinese government did fuck like it needs up. to be held accountable for what happened here it began in China that's not racist the Chinese government fucked it up not racist now if I walk down the street and spit at some Chinese guy because mm-hmm. The Chinese government fucked it up. Even if the guy isn't Chinese, you know, he's, that's racist. Like there's a difference here. You See, know? And you know, and, and I've, you know, that's like, I, I've got some, uh, my security officers, they're all conspiracy theories. Like, oh, it started, they created it. They let it go, blah, blah, blah. And, and here's my only statement about, uh, let's hold China accountable. I don't think it's time for us to to talk about who's responsible for it. I don't give a shit if China... I don't care if it was a bunch of fucking Godzilla scientists in a room that accidentally <laughs> released the fucking virus. Right now, my concern is... <laughs> Hang on a second. Hang I don't on. give a shit about that. I, I agree with you. Now is not the time to... Let, let's fix this shit. Let's get past it. Yeah. Let's get things back to normal. Then let's go and, yeah, get China well, not to normal. A, there to is no admit. normal. Well, There's right. no normal to get back to. But, yes. But it's also... Godzilla scientist? Well, that's that's Japan, you racist motherfucker. No, I'm just like no. When I say Godzilla scientist, it's the idea that they just accidentally, like they've been this Jurassic Park thing. We're going to meddle with the powers of the universe and make viruses. Oh, look at this! Oops, I dropped it when I was going to the Seven Eleven, and now it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's like give me a fucking break. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Right now. That's right now is not the time to be focused on this for the same reason. And it's, I thought about this and I don't know. Let me see what you think. It's like, uh, Dana and I went to Ann Arbor 
God, this is, oh, it was so long ago before the pandemic. Um, <laughs> before the pandemic, when life was idyllic and we could travel to Michigan. Um, we went and we went in and they had this, uh, the, the, Mich- the, the Michigan Art Gallery had, uh, had the, the Ann Arbor Art Gallery had this incredible exhibit that was basically all about art in the 90s. And if there was anything that I thought was fascinating was it went right up to 1999, but you could see how progressive and open and all inclusive and sort of like we were going, art was going in a direction, man. Yeah. And then 9-11 happened and it was like all of that shit just got tamped down, shut down. We don't have time for that. Boom. Yeah, and it set back gay rights and transgender rights and all this stuff that just sort of like got couched. Yeah, because we were dealing with terrorism. Yeah, well, I think you know we've we and I, good or ill, you know we've been we've been spent we've spent and you and I've bitched about it for three years straight. <laughs> you, you know all the identity <laughs> politics and all the yeah. intersectionality and all this stuff, and now we have another like world changing event, and all that stuff's getting. I mean, because honestly. I swear to God, if if you right now at this moment with with this pandemic happening, if you're still pissing and moaning about pronouns, you're yeah. an asshole. You're yeah. a dipshit. Yep. It's not it, it it is not as important as the thing that's happening right now. For the same reason that I say, let's sue China. Why don't you wait till we're out of the fucking woods before you fucking sue China to make sure that they take the blame? Who yeah. gives a fuck who takes right. the blame? Let's get some goddamn masks and ventilators, you right. know? <laughs> no, 100%. Yes. I agree with you 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, God. I'm trying to think of a third movie that would be, I don't know, Cocktail... <laughs> Cocktail, fried green tomatoes, right. and the Breakfast Club. These right. are these fried are the green movies tomatoes you is say. great because we have no more Julia Roberts. That'd be a terrible, terrible thing. Right? Yeah, was right. It, doesn't she, she die in fried green tomatoes? No. What was the? Oh, no. That's beaches. terms of endearment. No, she was not in fucking. Be- no, and she was not in terms of endearment. What she die? She didn't die in anything. The fuck was it? Yes, she did. Fried green tomatoes <laughs> is is uh, the 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 hyphenate ladies, and uh, the one that was from hyphenate ladies. They got three names. Um, both of them have th- Dolly Parton. Those- no, that's not three names. That's two fucking names, dipshit. That's what I'm saying. What three names are you talking about? Mary. No, Steel Magnolias. That's oh, Steel Magnolias, the one Julia Roberts dies and in. Dolly in terms Parton of endearment, yeah. Deborah Winger dies in, and uh, Pretty in Pink, John Cryer dies in. Sure. Does he die in Pretty in Pink? No, he just doesn't get the girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? What fucking twisted uh, version of Pretty in Pink are you watching? <laughs> The one we watch after the pandemic, where every one of our favorite characters <laughs> dies at the end Would of the film. Great, you John, know, like re- retcon John Hughes movies, where like yeah, 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 and they all die by saying "I am Iron Man" and then just die. Yeah, <laughs> where Judd, what's his name? Judd Hurt? No, not Judd Hirsch. Uh, Judd Apatow. Nope. The at the end of Breakfast Club. Judd. Judge <laughs> Reinhold. Judd. Right. No. Judd. What the fuck is his name? Judd. 
It's Judd something. Judd right? Nelson. Judd, Judd Nelson. Nelson. Judd Where Nelson. His victory fist is hey, because, hey, because he hey, slaughtered hey. everybody in Saturday detention. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. He went everybody's nuts. dead. Yeah, yeah, as he walks with his fist in the air, then there's a slow pan and there's just it's, the ditch filled Mo- with all their heads. And he's holding Molly Ringwald's head, head severed the, head up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, everything. Becomes, every so, yeah. film becomes post-apocalyptic. And Weekend at Bernie takes a turn that they oh, never yeah. saw coming because Bernie actually comes back to life and eats their price. Yep. You know, there yep. you go. 16 candles, instead of like just cutting her hair, they just cut her head off. Yeah, Ghostbusters, the- Ghostbusters, the marshmallow thing actually does fucking eat all of New York and then takes over the planet. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's no happy ending. It's like there's no happy endings ever in any films. The you Princess know- Bride, the Princess Bride, <laughs> he just dies, just dies violently, and then Buttercup withers away with cancer. That's oh, how we Jesus. end that one. And then, and then, and then, as Peter Falk is reading it to it, he has a heart attack and dies on the floor, and Fred Savage cries. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that got really dark. Well, I'm just saying, if we're gonna, if we're going with all our favorite movies now, post-apocalyptic, post-pandemic. And everybody dies. Get the good yeah. movies, man. Yeah. The Grinch uh, steals Christmas and it stays stolen. And it stays stolen, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fucking wonderful life. No. He realizes, nope, I should have committed suicide and he just does it again. Yeah, so the movie's actually only two hours. Like, we just get to his suicide and that's. Yeah, well, he does the suicide and Clarence shows up. And Clarence shows up and says, I'm going to give you It's a Wonderful Life. And then he starts to cough and they both get coronavirus and die. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. It's like a 35 minute movie. You know? All, yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, I would, yeah, I'd love to see that. That'd be good. Um, All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. Uh, my first thing is a watch. Um, if if you haven't yet, I don't know who the fuck I'm talking to. Yeah, you and I are going to say the exact same thing, so. But Jesus Christ, Tiger King. Yeah, we, we that, exactly. I mean, that was my first thing, so it's <laughs> easy that we watched Dana, because Dana never, she's really not a big episodic TV or it's just it's not her jam. Yeah. You know, she doesn't really, she resists, yeah. she just doesn't like it, right? Once in a while, something will happen and she will go, fuck you, we're watching all of them. Yep. And the other day, last night, in fact, it wasn't last night, it was the night before last, I mentioned, you know, everybody's everybody's talking about this Tiger mm-hmm. King. Everybody's talking about it. And so I kind of gave her the setup for it. She was, let's watch an episode. And we watched the first episode and she went, you want to watch the second one? Yeah. And then, we, and then the third one is like, you know, Netflix just will like, just just jump you over into the next episode without like pausing right. or anything. Right. She was like, she's standing, she goes, we're going to watch the third one. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Okay. Uh-huh. We're watching That's it. That's it. We're here. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then I had to go to bed cause I had to get up early in the morning cause I, uh, I had to get to the casino. But then last night we watched all four episodes. The thing that was funny is this why I love tiger King, mm-hmm. but the thing that and she really reacted to this and I reacted to it probably less or so, but still is that it's so fucking funny. It's so ridiculous and so over the top. But by the time you get to about the fifth episode, reality starts to set in and you realize these are real people. This isn't a put on. This isn't a fucking, you know, this isn't a goddamn, uh, you know, uh, oh, now I can't think of his fucking name. The guy that did the interview Um, and the disaster artist, the actor. uh, uh, James Franco. 
Yeah, James Franco. This is not a James Franco no. film. This is these are actual real people. And then reality sets in. Yeah. And at the end of it, you feel shitty for the fucking tigers. And well, for the guys and for the, the the I mean, my favorite and saddest character was either the guy that was like uh, you know, like he loved those he loved them. Yeah. And you know, the, and then or the woman with the arm, you know, it's like these yeah. people really love these animals and, and and they were just like the animals sort of left in the cold from all this cult yeah. of personality that was kind of going on. What's great is that you describe the woman without the arm as the woman with the arm. That was funny. Well, which she had one arm. So she's with the arm. With, with the arm, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, got one okay. arm. That's fair. Woman with the arm. I would have said, I, yeah, I would have said the woman with the missing arm. But yeah, okay. No, see, there's the difference between us right there. Your positivity yeah. versus my default of... Of, the, of pessimism. Yeah, yeah. pessimism, yeah. There you, um, go, there you go, The thing about Tiger King is that, first of all, I don't remember which episode it was, but when it when they ended up in Vegas, I went, well, duh. That's, <laughs> like, that's, episode, that's episode five. I think that's episode five. I think five. that if, it, if there hadn't been a Las Vegas involvement yeah. there, I would have been like, this isn't real. Like, this yeah, needs yeah. to naturally go to Las Vegas. Um, but to that point, all of these characters reminded me of like 90% of every listener that I met when I was working in radio. Mm. That's what, you know, and with, with all due respect to most of them, I mean, most of these people aren't bad people. Like no. Joe Exotic is troubled and probably did a lot of fucked well, up shit. If you, if you get, a, if you get all the way to the seventh episode, they actually showed us the first time they showed yeah. it, um, a little bit of footage of him when he started. Right. And, right. and when he started in some ways, Going back to the Negan discussion, it's yep. like he started with, with the from best a good place. Yep. yep. But then, then sort of this ego, this I'm in control. I am the line, and like the shot of him, like what? And then the guy describes, like Kirkman describes him watching that one shot of him on the yeah. throne over and over. Yep. His fucking ego just he just couldn't. Right. He couldn't get past it. And so when he was attacked by the woman who killed her husband. Um, and she totally fucking killed her oh, husband. Oh, she totally killed her Jesus. fucking husband and yeah. fed, her, fed him to a lion. Yeah. That's not a question in my mind. No. But it's like at a certain point when she beat him, he couldn't take it. And then yeah. he goes in league with the, the other guy. And the other guy basically says, you're and that guy's a total shit. crook. He's a total crook. He's a total yeah. scam artist. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing. I think that if there's anything that makes me, it's like they keep saying it. And a couple of them talk about karma. Yeah, Joe Exotic most, but they all talk a little bit about karma. And the thing that makes me saddest is they all deserve to be sitting in prison. Oh, yeah. And they just kind of, they just conned it out so that uh, yep. only one of them is. Yep. He just was the most obvious one, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, but she needs, she should be in prison. And my big question, and you can tell me if you saw this, because Dana's, this was Dana's big, and she asked this question like the last three episodes. Yeah. Who the fuck is Howard? Where the fuck did he come from? Oh, uh, Car Carol's, Carol's husband? Second, second husband, husband, second yeah. husband. Who the fuck is this guy? Where did he come from? What's That's his question. deal? Yeah. Now, you know, and it was like, she's right. It's like, he's sort of like this omnipresent voice. Mm-hmm. But you have no idea where this guy popped into the picture. Yeah, we know, that's a good point. We know How that they, they got married. Yeah. Yeah, we know they got married, but he's so vocal and he has so much to say and he's you know yeah did he did he come from the cat world did he come from the zoo world is he yeah, who was this fucking dude did and he have money before he married carol did he marry her for her money like yeah what's going on knows? with that guy yeah yeah Ooh, that's a good yeah Howard's, well done Howard's, dana yeah who the fuck yeah, is howard dana, baskin yeah she wants to know who howard baskin is and 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 it was just not yeah you know 
And then, honestly, who's the, what's it? Oh, Ankle? Antle? Antle? Antle, yeah. Doc Antle. Yeah, that, Doc Antle. Yeah. That guy, he's still, he's still doing his shit. He's still exactly, he's got his little harem of chicks. Yep. Making him get boob jobs. Weird. You know, that guy's a fucking weirdo, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, one of the creepiest, it just, just creeped me out. I, you know, it's like, I get it. I understand where we're at. I understand we're American. But uh, when uh, the scam artist, uh, Joe, what was his name? Um, was it, what was it? What was his name? Jeff Lowe. Jeff. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Jeff yeah. Lowe. Okay. Jeff Lowe. When, Rob Lowe's when his, brother. When, yeah. When his wife is pregnant and they're going to have a baby. Oh my God. And then, and then he says, we're going to get a nanny. With the and nanny? he shows this fucking what hottie. He's like, fuck? I get to pick the name. And I, there are a few things that, that actually make my skin kind of crawl. And yeah. that actually, it surprised me. It was like. You're a you're such a fucking creep. And you look at his you're wife. You're such a creep. And she's like, "Oh yeah, really funny." Okay, you can tell how uncomfortable and oh. weirded out she is by the whole well, thing. Well, and then he says that she's she's gonna have the baby and get her back into the get gym. Get her back in the gym, and she's like, "What okay. the fuck? No, that this guy's guy just the biggest shit. piece of yeah. shit I ever saw." All right, so that's so we both agree. Yeah, the so number one and two is watch Tiger King on Netflix. Yeah. Um, my next thing is, and we talked about this, I think, before we started recording, um, but Bombshell. I watched that finally yeah. last week. Um, yeah. Very if, good movie. It's a great movie. It's, you know, it runs, what was the movie with, um, where Russell Crowe is Roger Ailes? Um, I, it was like a three or four episode miniseries on Showtime or HBO. Um, and it's basically, it's kind of the same story. It's just, you know, from yeah. different vantage points. Bombshell is a better version um, just because it gets into it a little bit more, yeah. With, with with the other characters, with the women, obviously. Yeah, no, no, I really liked it. But uh, Charlize Theron for Hall. I mean, if you didn't think she was a great actor before, you're a fucking moron. Which, yeah, well, but if you didn't this, think she like, was now, a great actor before, then you haven't seen Monster. You haven't seen Mad Max. There's a you million seen things anything she's, she's ever done. She's yeah. so Her goddamn range good. Is incredible. She's yeah. yeah. But, for, I mean, if nothing else, if you don't give a shit about the of the Fox News story, but yeah, you yeah. hate Megan Kelly, just watch it for her. It's for Charlize, yeah. All right, mine is uh, uh, a listen, um, and and sort of a, a read. It's a it's a kind of thing. I think I've mentioned that if you have any interest in Vegas, um, the Vital Vegas podcast. It's a really good podcast. I mean, he doesn't do very many. He only does it once a month. Um, but what I've noticed about this guy is, uh, Scott Mosier, um, not Mosier, uh, that's wrong. Scott, whatever his name is. Um, he's sort of a comedian. He's the, uh, the social media presence sort of director for Fremont street experience. And he's got a lot of connections. This guy never gets it wrong. And so I've been following him. I listened to his podcast, but what I really recommend, so I guess maybe it's more like a read. Go on Twitter, and I have no use for Twitter for the most part. Yeah. But throughout this pandemic, kind of ramping up, two Twitter accounts really nailed it: um, Las Vegas locally and Vital Vegas. And I mean, I'm telling you, I knew days before things got shut down that they were getting shut down because these guys yeah. have their ears to the street. They know the rumors. They know exactly, and they are almost never wrong. Wow. Okay. I, I, it's, it's uncanny, but uh, yeah. So maybe it's a listen to, to Vital Vegas podcast and follow uh, Vital Vegas and uh, Las Vegas locally on Twitter, and you will really know what the hell's going on in Vegas. Okay. There you go. Um, my third thing, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but 
bringing it back because to our earlier discussion uh, about what can we write about? What do we want to read about that isn't? Yeah, pandemic. It's pandemic. Um, and that's not to say avoid the pandemic, right? But we no, need a break. Just can we can we read something else than, other than that? Yeah. So read uh, "Raised in Captivity" by Chuck Klosterman. It's a collection of mm. short stories, and they're they're nonsense. They're just weird, like rambling thoughts that he constructed into um, good short stories. Um, so read it because it, they're fun, they're smart, they're funny. And if you're a writer, read it because it might help inspire you to figure out shit to write for Littered Ape. <laughs> All right. And, and see, and I've got a complete, it's a read. Um, and it's it's more to the point that, you know, we've kind of gotten to a point as a society where our attention is so sapped yeah. that we can't sit down and read something massive. Right. Um, but now you're sick and you're fucking self-isolated. You're sitting in your house. You have nothing else to do once you've watched all of Tiger King and, <laughs> and you know, and every and all episodes of The Witcher and blah, blah, blah. Um, you got to do something. So I'm going to re- recommend Jacques Barzun's From Dawn to Decadence, 1500 to Present, 500 Years of Western Cultural Life. Yeah, that title is too long. It is a 1500-page, it's a 1500-page book. Um, It is, it is all about, uh, effectively, he, he, he is, he's demonstrating that all civilizations, I mean, past civilizations, future, all civilizations go through a very similar process they start in a certain way. There's always sort of a, a high technological, however you want to define that, like an industrial revolution kind of thing where things become technically more efficient and more advanced and healthcare of whatever you want to call it. You know, the, the hygiene gets better, all this kind of stuff. And yeah. then at a certain point, it becomes decadent. And the decadence is the sign that that civilization is poised to go off the cliff. And this... I mean, it was written enough years ago that that what he predicted was happening was going to ha- it's it's happening. We can yeah. see it. Social media probably just kind of fast tracked it, but it's a very interesting read. If you can, I mean, but he goes through cultural movements and artistic movements and political movements. Hmm. It is one of the most in depth goddamn things I've ever read. And it's, I mean, if you if you got nothing else to do. Jesus. I, I Zoom from dawn to decadence, 1500 to present, 500 years of Western cultural life. And if you can't read that much, you can get it on an audio book that is like 45 hours long. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, that sounds almost, it's like, it's more passive, but it sounds almost harder. Yeah, oh yeah, to listen like, to 45. Oh, fuck it, I'll just read it. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I'll just, just give me the fucking book. And then if uh, somebody tries to burgle my house, I'll, I'll use the book as a weapon. Yeah. See, that's who you'd be. You'd be Negan, except you'd have a book <laughs> covered in barbed wire and hit him with that. It would be um, Infinite Jest because that's the only way that I'll ever pick that book up again is to smash somebody's fucking head in. Sorry, read dude. It, right? You read it, right? No, didn't I tell you about this? No, I, I was like, God damn it, read fucking Infinite Jest, you son of a bitch. I tried. I created a little mini book club no, with my wife I and I. Tried. We were going to read it. I we were going to read it. I was going to read it as I was training for the marathon. So I was going to do a marathon yeah. for my body and a marathon know, for my I, mind. I, yeah. And then I was like, this is, Katie and I got into it and we're like, we both tried it several times. We're both like, fuck it. Why are we doing this? 
I can't talk we to you. We don't want to read it. So then I'm this like, well, I can listen to it. I can listen to it on an audiobook no, while I'm running. No, and I was like, this is even book. fucking worse. Yeah, you can't listen to that book. You have to read it because it's about jumping around a little bit. But You have uh, to read it. I've read it several times. I know. It's weird. I don't understand. I love that fucking book. I know you do. And yeah, I respect yeah, yeah. you for it. Yeah, you don't. I yeah, do. No re- okay, I respect I... you for loving that book the way you respect me for loving the movie Cocktail. It's the same thing. It's the you know, exact it same thing. Cocktail and Infinite Jest, yes. I can see how in a, in a similar universe, those are exactly the same uh, cultural icons. I get it. You know, one of these days when Literate Ape is making actual money, I would like to create <laughs> a prize structure for our podcast that listeners can enter to win like $1,000 or $100 or a $50 gift card, whatever the fuck it is. But every time that David can bring up the movie cocktail in a natural effective way that listener of the of the week gets whatever that prize is that is my goal for this podcast and our business we're giving away prizes to people when you mention cocktail yeah like it's a little game to play we could do something for you too like every time you talk about your day old shoes or your fucked up feet or whatever what's the game we just say it and that's the game they heard us say it they they guessed we were gonna say it what's the game no, well, the game is just, it's just a way to get people to enter. To, they just enter. So, it's like a, a listenership, lo- loyal listener loyalty. So they enter, and then when you say something about cocktail, they get money? Maybe they have to, like, tweet at us or some this shit. This is, like, the worst fucking game I've ever heard in my life. Uh, no. We want people listening, and they will listen for me to talk about cocktail. Because they're kind of doing that anyway. So why do we get so what why isn't their reward just that they got what they heard because cocktail? That, that can get us more listeners. They can say, hey, listen to this thing, you can win fifty bucks. You can win fifty bucks if you just listen? That's not a that's not a contest. It's like it's listen and you get part. fifty yeah. bucks. That's... So who gets so who gets it if they say, Hey, I noticed that David well, said cocktail. We, have, we can figure and this then out. You give it's, them, it's it's oh, the look, worst David, game ever. Last week on the on the Literate Ape cast, David and Don talked about cocktail. That means that one of our listeners is going to win 50 bucks. Let's pull from the the hat. Oh, look, it's it's James Ford. James, there you go. Congratulations. Keep listening and tell your friends. That's the Ape Castle. Talk to you next week. I mean, that's So they don't have to do anything. Just you just have to say something about Except be an cocktail. active listener. Just be a listener or register that, with us. It's the worst. And it builds it can build an email account. This uh, is the worst email game list. I've ever heard it's of. It's part of building out listenership. Well, yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm sure if, hey, if we're going to do that, how about we just give everybody that listens 50 bucks just because they listen? That's well, not a contest. D- don't be silly. It's, it's, I, Come on. It give just everybody doesn't... 50 bucks. Well, okay, so we're just going to give James Ford 50 bucks it's because part, you said something about cocktail. That's he didn't f- have to do anything. He just heard you say something about cocktail. He didn't even like have to tweet, "Hey, I heard David say it." We can. You're just gonna give him fifty bucks because you said it. That is not a contest. We can say the first person to, to tweet at us when we talk about cocktail wins the fifty bucks. Sure, we can make it an active thing. That's fine. I mean, it's to me that's like saying, "All right, every time Don's a blowhard, uh, they get fifty bucks." It's fuck. Well, we're just giving out money everywhere. You're a a blowhard 10 out of 10 times. I only talk about cocktail 8 out of 10 times. So there's a chance that somebody might not win 50 bucks. (laughs) 
So, okay, so there's a chance that someone might not win 50 bucks because there's a chance you don't mention cocktail. Right, and it has to be an, an organic thing. Like, I, one of my six things can't be... The watch cocktail, so I can like yeah, it just got to come out of your mouth. It's like random cocktail reference. Yeah, that could just be. We can have other games and prizes and to and, you know give things away and. But I'm just. This is just. It was just an idea. I'm just well, throwing shit the, out there. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you're a creative director at a major marketing <laughs> firm in Chicago because that's some great. That's some brilliant. I can see why they hired you because that's some genius. <laughs> what the fuck. Every great idea begins with sort of good ideas. No. What? Yes. No. Every great idea begins with a great idea. That's not true. That's, well, maybe not for you, creative director <laughs> of major marketing thing. Hey, <laughs> hey, I have a marketing idea. How about um, if, I give, if I give a prize to people? Hey, I'm going to give a prize to people. This is my idea. Let's flesh this one out. What could... Listen, let's see if David's going to talk about cocktail this week. Ooh. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> see, look at how much fun we're already having. <laughs> look at how much fun we're having doing this. Man, they... Oh, jeez. You know, <laughs> you should just have Harry be your... You know, just have... Hey, you know, I'm on Zoom for my job. We're going to we're gonna do some stuff. And so instead of me actually doing my job, what I'm going to do is... I'm. Hey, I would like to have Harry come in, and Harry's going to give the ideas about great market. He's going to throw out some of these terrible ideas that we develop into great ideas. That's what we're gonna do. Let's see if let's see if Harry's available. Harry. Yeah. Harry. Harry, do you want to come be on Daddy's podcast? Harrison. Tell him about the cocktail. No. You want to talk to Don? Yes. Okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> He doesn't want to be on the podcast, but he wants to talk to Don. Oh, I see. There's my boy. Come here, buddy. Yep, close the door. We're on air. And he's very good. He shuts the door. Mm -hmm. Hey, Harry. How are you doing, bub? You look good. Nice pajamas, man. Hey, Don. That's me. Hey, Don. home. I am home. We're all home. So, Harry... What great marketing idea do you have? So what's a great marketing idea? Tell, tell, tell Uncle Don what your great marketing idea is. Your dad just wants to give people money for him saying shit about cocktail. What do you think of that? No. What do you think? Do you want to give away granola bars? Do you want to give away granola bars? Are you all done? You're all done? Okay. You're all done with Don. You're all done with Don. Yep. I'm all done. Well, you know, that's. I think that's, that's a great that marketing tracks. idea. That that's tracks. a brilliant marketing idea. I'm all done with Don. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, there goes there goes the wind guard. It's taking the microphone apart. What? What? Hey, I'm done with Don. Okay, all done with Don. 
<laughs> All right, there you go. Have fun, Harry. See you, baby. Yeah, I definitely think the next Zoom meeting, you should just say, and now my son is going to do, he's just going to take over the creative direction because my ideas all suck and he might come up with something better. And then Harry will go, I'm all done with Don. And they'll, and somebody will go, that's brilliant. We could give people $50 who are done with Don. I don't even know what you're talking about. That would be... <laughs> There's something to that. Let's um let's circle back and touch base offline. Let's brainstorm. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Watch cocktail and tune in next week to win fifty dollars on the Literate Apecast. On oh, the Literate Apecast is social distance. Yes. <laughs> you can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>